Hi, and welcome to a podcast from Hope Springs Church Coventry. For more, please find us on Facebook at Hope Springs Church or on Twitter, we're at Hope Springs Cobb. Thank you and enjoy. Right, there we go. Now I'm ready. Well, let me just pray for us. Father, thank you again for everything this morning, for the time of worship with you, for the, the tent talk from Jeremy and Trish, for our coffee break, for our celebrations of birthdays and things. We're just thankful that in all that, you are present. Yeah. And you're present now. And Holy Spirit, I just ask that now you would do what I do not have the ability to do, which is to take what you've put on my heart and communicate it to each one of us in a way that we need and can understand and can receive it the holy spirit i just pray that you would take it and just split it every single way that it needs to go and that it'd be the thing that meets what you're working on the inside of each one of us it meets that and it does something in that connection in jesus name amen so um (coughs) still sticking with this overriding theme of God is still with us uh, this overriding idea that, that God is present that we know that that it's not just a Christmas thing but within that what we want to do is when we discussed a few weeks ago is to start to look in at how our kind of awareness and our kind of understanding of who the Holy Spirit is and what he's here to do can kind of help us know that more that, it, that we can um, kind of look at what he's come to do and hopefully in that process to find out what he's come to do we can kind of have that sense of actually yeah okay i can i'm growing in my awareness of god with us of emmanuel of the holy spirit being here um so it's always a good way to start your message but i'm probably not going to communicate anything new to you today okay so if you don't fancy listening to something you've already heard then you can just go and join the kids making a pitch frame in the other room um but that's not my aim um, because I sometimes think in our information age there is such a pressure to provide new information, new content. I, by the fact I've got two boys who enjoy watching YouTube, hear YouTube creators constantly talk about the fact there's new content, we've got new content. And that kind of attitude or culture is so exi- in existent that you need to be the one that comes up with new content that new thing that grabs people's attention and therefore it's oh wow that that's amazing and there can be a similar temptation within church context like um oh i read this blog and i've never heard that before and then it's the thing that people want to read or i heard this podcast or i watched this thing on god tv or, or whatever it may be and actually there's nothing wrong with new i don't mean there's nothing wrong with it but it can sometimes cause us to not focus on and not give attention to stuff that we know like this all of us know that all of us know god is with us but it stops us giving attention to that and then diving deeper down into that truth into that reality and giving time to something that's not new information to us but it, it starts to create something on the inside of us and that's what my prayer is this morning it's what my prayer is constantly every day for us as a community for us as individuals that we would know that god is with us and become more aware of that so um yeah, you're free to go and join the kids doing a picture in the other room. However, they are doing exactly the same thing we're doing, and they're looking at how they know that God is with them as well. Um, it's really interesting because when we then talk about the Holy Spirit, and we're going to do that. So the next three weeks is specifically going to be given to looking at who the Holy Spirit is and some of, it's obviously not the whole thing, but some of the functions or the things that he does as he's with us right now to help us 
know that. Okay, so um, we're going to kind of dive in and, and focus in on on that over the next um, few bits. I think what's important to grasp in terms of what we're looking at is that sometimes the Holy Spirit, and Francis Chan, I think it is, puts it really interesting, can be the forgotten God. That we kind of, we often talk so much about God the Father, and we talk so much about Jesus, that we can sometimes... We, we, we mention the Holy Spirit because we're good Christians and most of us have grown up in church and we know the right thing to say, we know the, the, the Trinity and all that kind of stuff, but we can sometimes not engage with or talk about or discuss or focus on the Holy Spirit and who he is. Or we, or we do it as something we have to do. We have to mention it at some point, but it doesn't become the kind of priority that it might need to be. So because if you think about it, when we talk about... Um, the Holy Spirit, often it's talked about he's the third person of the Trinity. The in very nature of what that means, that there's a first and a second and a third. And therefore, in the way we view that, that's like, well, he's the, the third. He's the least, the last, most important in the Trinity. And therefore, of course, we want to spend more time talking about the Father and the Son, and therefore, the least amount of time goes towards the Holy Spirit. Now, none of us consciously do that and we don't consciously do that in church but these kind of ways of talking about it can make us think that on some level and therefore it can kind of make him become less important or less significant to us than the father and the son yet and we know this because we, we've talked about this and we've got this is why the trinity discussion would be so 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 important because it brings us back to it but we know that when we talk about the trinity we're not talking about hierarchy we're not talking about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, like a kind of God the Father's the CEO, God the Son is the chairman of the board, and the Holy Spirit is just the employees or something like that. We're not talking about some kind of hierarchical system that there is a first, a second, and a third. The most important bit at the top, we focus on that the most, then this bit, and then this bit, okay? So we, of course, we don't focus on the Holy Spirit as much because he's not as important. But when we look at the Trinity, when we look at God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, when we focus on that, we realize that they are in a connected relationship with one another. And that picture in itself doesn't do it justice, other than the fact it creates this idea that this is a circular, a divine connection thing, that there's not a beginning and an end there's not a first place a second place and a third place because it entirely depends on which point you connect into that depending on what your experiences of god and therefore it's not about this idea that that we've got the holy spirit as the third most important person or part of the trinity that each of these expressions of god of who he is of what he brings are significant are important and therefore i feel actually when you start to look at um this trinity in the way that they are given to one another the way that they pour themselves out to one another the way that they prefer one another you hear jesus talk about um the father you hear jesus talk about the spirit you hear the spirit talk about jesus they 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 prefer one another they 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 one of the better expressions they complement one another they they esteem one another they 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 are related and loving and connected and we're brought into that we're we're brought into that thing they are um as it kind of suggests up here different kind of picture slightly moves away from the circular thing but it's the same principle that they are not all the same that god the father is not the spirit and god the spirit is not the son and the son is not the father but they are all connected as one 
they're not the same but they are one and there's this this kind of sense of they are all God and they all take their part in them when we start to to dissect and order that we miss something because Jesus himself came to earth as a man as a human came to earth the father didn't the son did now when we see the son we see the father but the holy spirit jesus says it's to your advantage that i go away so jesus in himself is preferring the spirit and there's this kind of connection this kind of functionality that that exists between the father the son and the spirit that they they each have they each have functions they each have a, a role and a place to play and therefore for me when jesus talks about it's to your advantage he's, he's saying that i'm going to go away and actually it's to your advantage that i do go away because if i don't go away the holy spirit doesn't come and so jesus placed this enormous emphasis on the significance and the place of the spirit to do lots of different things which we're going to explore in the next few weeks but he places enormous emphasis on the fact that actually you guys need me to go away me in my physical form me as a human being you need me to go away because if i don't go away you're going to miss out on the greatest advantage you've got which is the holy spirit of god coming and dwelling with you and being with you and being present with you and he then talked about different things that the holy spirit would come and do but we've got this idea that that jesus placed such enormous emphasis on the spirit that it's fascinating to me when we look at the, the writings of Paul in the New Testament. Um, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, is mentioned 133 times by Paul in his letters. Now, Paul's written 14 letters, okay? Maybe 15, okay? Now, that's roughly, okay, about 10 per letter. Now, when you think about those letters, they're not enormous. They're not like kind of chapter after chapter after chapter. They're probably on average five, maybe some of them six, seven chapters on average. So that means that twice a chapter, the Holy Spirit's been mentioned in these letters, the letters to the church. Therefore, there, there is this huge significance that Paul places on the role and the function and the person of the Holy Spirit. And he's following on from Jesus' thing and saying, look, we need to give attention to this. We need to give focus. This is not new. Again, I'm not talking about anything new. What I'm trying to do is draw attention back to the significance of the third person of the trinity of the holy spirit of 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 the one who who jesus said is your advantage that i go that he would come that he would come be present with you we all went up to that point yeah yep awesome okay that's good um so next three weeks we've tried to make it catchy because i always like to try and make it catchy um we're looking at three different three different aspects three different functions three different roles jobs um of the holy spirit the Jesus says to your advantage that I go away that he comes and then he talked about what he's going to come and do and there's so much stuff we can look at in that and then we probably will look at it later on but there's three bits we're going to look at we're going to look at the revealer so the Holy Spirit is the one who comes to reveal Jesus and reveal the Father and the one that comes to do that secondly that's today we're going to look at the helper that Jesus talked about the fact that the Holy Spirit comes as another helper that word another i'm going to nick matt's message here a little bit but that word another means one of the same kind so the holy spirit comes as another version of jesus as another expression of what jesus is like but for all of us and then Sly's going to look at how the holy spirit comes as the life giver as the one who recreates the one who kind of brings life where there's death and 
to those three aspects. There's others, but they're the three aspects we're going to look at. So, I'm going to focus on today the revealer and look at how the Holy Spirit comes to reveal Jesus. So, to start off, I know that looks like my introduction, but I promise you I've not just like done my mini introduction. I've got another 25 minutes to go. I'm actually about halfway through, which is good, okay? Um, so, if you just want to go to John 16, verse 12. I've, in my notes, I've stupidly just written down the verses. So I'm, I'm slightly hesitant that it is John 16. <laughs> it, it could be John 14, but I'm pretty sure it's John 16. Okay, so you'll find out in a minute. If we, if we read the same thing, then verse 12, then it's, then it's obviously the right one. If, it, if we don't, then... I see spirit in here. Yeah. So yeah. spirit I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is the right one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, right, so John 16, verse 12 says this. I still have many things to say to you. Were we on the right one? Yeah. Awesome. It's all good. Um, so Jesus is talking. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Isn't that really interesting? That Jesus has taught loads of stuff, but there was still more to come. Mm. Uh, which in itself is an amazing concept. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine, therefore I said he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Now let's just pause for a moment on that. This last line is such a beautiful expression. So verse 14 and 15. So Jesus said, He will glorify me for his... It's a honouring and a glorifying of Jesus that we position ourselves to receive from the Holy Spirit. Now that in itself is phenomenal. That, that when we put ourselves in a place to just be and pause and seal it and stop and go, Holy Spirit, I'm here. I want to hear from you. When we do that, we're glorifying Jesus. Because he's taking what Jesus is and making it known to us. That is honouring him. Creating space, resting on God, waiting on God, meditating on the scriptures, whatever word we want to put in there, praying, worship, all those things that we do to stop and just give our attention to him, that's a glorifying of him. And it's important we, we grasp that, that this is a thing that we're so... And I... I, I I am a massive doer in terms of I love to be busy and doing stuff. But there's such an importance in stopping mm-hmm. and just being and putting ourselves in a position just to hear mm-hmm. from God and just to be with God. And when I say hear, I don't mean audibly hear, but it can just sometimes be that sense of actually just something resonated in my, in my heart, in my mind, in my emotions, in my body, that whatever it may be, just something, just, yeah, I just want to be there and, 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 and receive. Because we've got to get away from, this is not what I'm talking about, we've got to get away from the idea that hearing from God is just with our audible ears. It's not at all. He gave us bodies. Bodies aren't evil. Hearing from God can be something that I feel in my body, that touches my emotions, that resonates in my heart, that's just like a leap, or that I have an idea that pops into my mind, or whatever it may be. And And it's that trust, that confidence, okay, maybe that was God right there doing something. The, 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 for so long the church has villainized bodies and emotions not in a way to be horrible but, but to almost express the fact that the, the body's not right spirit's good, body's bad and that's never been communicated because Jesus came in a body yeah. so we're saying body's bad, spirit's good why the heck did Jesus come as a human? bodies aren't bad 
they can sometimes do bad stuff and lead us to that direction. That's what it's talking about. But our bodies, as it talks about, and this is not what I've gone on about this one, but we, we can allow our bodies to be renewed and reformed and, and shifted to be able to be just as sensitive to stuff as our spirit would be or whatever we might communicate that being. Anyway, that's not what I'm saying this morning. But, but my point is hearing from God is not just I hear something audibly. Um, it's that it can be communicated to me in different ways. That's the first thing. Second thing from this is really powerful. This is all about the Holy Spirit revealing Jesus. But listen to this phrase. He will glorify me if I take away his mind and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Look at what Jesus is saying here. The Holy Spirit is going to take away what Jesus is and make it known to us. But Jesus is saying that everything that's the Father's is actually mine. So the Holy Spirit is taking what is the Father's and what is the Son's, what is God the Father, what is God the Son, what is Jesus' and he is making that known to us. Or in other words, he's revealing that to us. The, the, there's this revelation, this revealing, this communication of what is in the heart of God, the Trinity, that he is taking and letting us know. And he's letting us know in those most random ways when we pause and give attention. And that could be when we're watching a film, but we just, God, I just want to give my attention even watching this film, that I want, to, I want to hear from you through what's going on in this film. When I'm just in that time of worship, I want to just, as I'm potting around the house worshiping, I just want to just give the time to you and just know that you're there, that we're creating space for the Holy Spirit to take what is the God's, what is the Trinity's, and make it known to us. And in doing that, he's glorifying Jesus. He's glorifying the Father. And it's really interesting, that phrase, that, that it's about... When we talk about knowing, so often we have this westernised perspective of what knowing means. That I know it because I can remember it. Or I know it because I can tell you about it. And that is true. But so much of what we know, some of it we can't even communicate. Because we just know it. Like if you were to ask me to try and articulate to you how I feel about Zach and Levi and Susie, I can give you a, a, an attempt, but I can't fully articulate how I feel about them, like what I know about them, how much I love them. I'll, 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 I will have a go, but some of that can't be, can't be communicated in that way, but I know it. Mm. And in the same kind of way that the knowing that the Holy Spirit wants to bring to us is not all just mental, intelligence, knowledge-gathering stuff. Some of it is just a knowing. Mm. I just know. Like I just know something. Something has just happened. Something's going on, there's a knowing. And, it, and it's that kind of experiential thing. That so often we have this idea that experience, and it can be bad, that's why, but experience, my emotions being moved, the, the, my imagination being kind of used, they're not bad things, as long as we use them and share them in community. That I'm not, if I go off on my own and just get moved by my emotions, and I'm not accountable to Luke in what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing, that can become dangerous. But if I kind of say, like, I really felt God just move, and I just, would, I just wept. I don't know why I wept. And I'm talking to Luke about that, or to Nikki about that, in, in community. It keeps me grounded. Yeah. I'm not just going off on my own little thing because I feel like it. It's actually, I'm keeping it in community. So there's different ways, but my point is, it's not the knowing that, that he brings isn't a, just a, an intellectual knowing. It's sometimes a deeper knowing. And it's a deeper knowing of, of that God is with me, that he's present. And the Holy Spirit wants to take of what's the Father's, take of what's the Son's, and make it known to us. Because God isn't dead. He's not finished. He is living and present 
and active and he's in wanting relationship with us so there's this constant revealing the idea of the word truth that Jesus says that, that um, he comes with grace and truth or we talk about God being truth the idea of truth is something that is non-concealed but is constantly being revealed it's this idea that actually is constantly being poured out so when Jesus says that I've done this much with you the reason that Jesus couldn't ha- had more to say is because there's no end to God. So how on earth could Jesus have communicated everything that God was to these, to these disciples that were following him in that period of time? And that's why it's to your advantage that, the whole, that I go, the Holy Spirit may come, then you can know more. You can experience more of who God is. You can experience more of this love, this, this relational aspect, this ever-presence with you. All these kind of things you can experience more and more and know more and more of that as you engage in relationship. There's, a, there's two phrases that I want to just pick up as we kind of move towards the end of this idea. That all I want to communicate today is that G, the Holy Spirit is, is here and he's here to take of what is Jesus, to take of the Father's and make it known to us. And if we can create time for that, it's a glorifying, it's an honouring of God to create time for that. And this one, what I'm communicating is not new. That's not a new thing, but it's something that if we give time to, becomes unbelievably profound. And there's, and there's this beautiful dichotomy, I always find it. The Holy Spirit comes to take what is Jesus and make it known to us. So there's an activeness on the Holy Spirit's part, that he is coming to do this thing. Yet throughout the whole Bible, there's this constant repetitive thing of actually, that, that there's an action on the, on the behalf of people and so often we can we can kind of swing to two extremes we can swing to the idea that God is in control of everything so I don't need to do anything because if it's meant to be it'll be whatever will be will be all that kind of stuff or we swing to the other end which is that actually if God helps those who help themselves that if I don't do it God doesn't do it if I don't do it it doesn't happen that makes sense and we swing through these pendulums and so things like COVID reveal what we think really don't they it's like some people think well God's in control therefore COVID's fine or other people swing and say, well, no, no, we need to get everyone vaccinated. If we don't get everyone vaccinated, then the world's going to end. Okay, I'm not saying that those things are bad, but it's like the idea that we swing through, they're like, we, we've got to do this thing, or actually, or, or God just does it. And we swing to those extremes. And I think it's probably somewhere in between. There's probably some sense of actually, yeah, there's things that only God can do. But, and I keep banging on about it, but that, the, the kind of story of feeding the 5,000 almost sums it up to me. That that boy brought his lunch. He did something. He brought his lunch. Yeah. And Jesus took his lunch and did something well beyond what that lunch was able to do. There is no possible way that that lunch feeds 5,000 people. So it's not the boy's efforts that fed 5,000 people. Neither is it God just miraculously going, Boop, there's loads of food for everybody. Yeah. Okay? There's something in between where there was an action on behalf of that boy that was combined with the action of God that fed 5,000 people. In the same kind of way that the Holy Spirit comes to reveal Jesus to us, but he's not just going to go, right, I'm going to just stop you what you're doing right now, I'm going to make Jesus known to you. There's a sense where actually he does that, but there's also that we bring our lunch, that we bring our time, that we bring our focus, our attention, and go, I'm here, I want to know. I want, to, I want to experience, I want to find out about you. There's a, there's a duality to this thing. Because throughout the whole Bible, it talks about that we knock, we seek, we ask. There's an action on our behalf that 
God responds. And, and, and there's that meeting of the two in, in that space. It talks about in Proverbs 25 verse 2. So it is the glory of God to conceal a thing. But it's the honour of kings to search it out. The God hides stuff, not so it stays hidden. God hides stuff so that we find it. But it's not hidden so that it's no fun. I know for me, one of my favourite times of the year is actually, is Easter. Because even though Zach and Levi are getting older now, they still love the fact that we hide Easter eggs around the house. Mm. I genuinely love it. Like, I absolutely love it. I probably get more excited than they do <laughs> um, about it. But, it, but it's that, that idea that I'm not hiding those eggs so they can never be found. Yeah. That's the most ridiculous thing in the world. So I'm not hiding them so they can't find them. But I'm hiding them so that they're found. And that's in a very similar kind of way that God does it. God wants to engage with us in this thing. He's like, he, he's concealing stuff. Not so we never find it, but that so we kind of can enjoy and partake with him and be part of this thing of God. Oh, look, I found it. And the boys love it much more than me just going, there's eggs there. Yeah. They, they enjoy the thrill of finding it. And that's revelation. That moment when we go, my goodness me, I've just seen that. There's something that that does to us. There's something that, because God's going, I want, I want you to partake in this thing with me. Mm. I'm not hiding it so that it's, it's gone from you, but I want you to be partnering with this too. I want, I want you to engage in, the, in this process. I want you to be part of what's going on. Or Jesus says it like this in Luke 10, 21, and it's fascinating the phrase he uses. So listen to this. He says, In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit and said... I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and the prudent and revealed them to babes. So think about what he's saying there. It's the same thought process. He's not saying, I want these things hidden so that no one can find them. He's saying, I want them hidden so that people that are hungry and dependent and need that thing find them. So when he says wise and prudent, he's not talking about kind of like um, the wisdom and the prudence that, that he'd, he'd praise in another context. He's talking about those who have got it all together. He's talking about all those that think they've got it all together. He's talking about those who think they don't need the Easter egg that's hidden over there. He's talking about those who think they don't require the food that's provided. They're, they're, they're okay, they don't need it. Those who aren't hungry versus those who are babes those who are desperate and dependent and hungry for that thing like Zach and Levi those who want to engage in that thing who want to kind of go and find them it's like I want to go and find them I want to do that on, Christmas, on Easter morning they, they look forward to that kind of thing and Jesus is talking about that he's talking about the fact that these things are hidden from those who are wise and prudent why are they hidden from those who are wise and prudent because they don't bother going and looking for them they don't engage in the Easter egg hunt. They don't go and find that thing that God's hidden for them. But the one that does is the one that's hungry. The one that does is the one that wants to go and find it. The one that does is the one that gives time and just says, God, I, I, I just want to know more. I, I, just, I just need to know more. And, and I think there's a, there's a hunger and there's a desperation to go, God, even in our own mess, like, God, I've got no idea what on earth to do right now. Life, everything is just crumbling around me but I want to know you in that space. And then he 
we we have things revealed, we have things seen, because he's constantly there going, I've hidden something over there for you. If you just go and look, you'll find it. Or you're getting warmer, just there you've got it. That's it, because I want to partake with you in that in that exchange, that knowing, because the Holy Spirit's coming to take away Jesus, take of the fathers and make it known to us. And we respond by going, Okay, where is it? Okay, I can find it. That's amazing. I found it in that film, I found it in that Bible verse I was reading, I found it in that time of worship. I found it. Because we have that whole thing, didn't we, where I remember for so long people used to get really funny about you didn't find Jesus because he wasn't lost. Jesus found you. Or the people, no, no, I, I, I found Jesus and we sing songs about that. But the whole point of that is the reason we can't properly land on a, on a correct way of saying that is because it's a bit of both. Mm-hmm. Is that Jesus wasn't lost. Of course he wasn't lost. But he was found by those who were seeking him. So we feel like we found Jesus. He's always been there. Mm-hmm. He's always been present, but we feel like we found him because he wants to be found. Yeah. So it's like we use that language and people go, oh, no, he did, didn't find him. He's never been lost. No, he's not lost, but actually in your lostness, you found him because you were hungry and you were desperate to find him when you were lost. I'm just checking. I think I'll probably jump the right way down to my whole thing. Um, last little thing. Just I want to create one more picture in our minds before we finish. This idea of the Holy Spirit as a revealer is really interesting because the Holy Spirit is, is taking what is Jesus is and making it known to us that he is here now. Not because we're good enough or because we've, we've listened to me waffle on for a while or because we've sang some nice worship songs, but he is here because he is here. And he is going to be here when we come next Sunday, but he's also going to be with each of us when we're at home when we're driving the car, when we're walking to school, when we're going to the toilet, when we're eating off food, when all those different contexts, he's present there. In a similar kind of way, that the Holy Spirit in Genesis were first introduced to him when it talks about him hovering over the surface of the deep in Genesis 1. Creation is just about to happen. The kind of making of the land and the, and the seas and the animals and the plants and all that kind of stuff. But pre all of that stuff, the Holy Spirit is hovering over the surface of the deep. He, he is hovering, waiting to do something, waiting to reveal something, waiting to create. Now what's beautiful is we see in that's in creation. We then jump multiple thousands of years into the future and we see Jesus. And we see Jesus being baptised. And it says in Mark 3, I think it is, it says that the, what they saw was a, a dove be on top of him in that process of being baptised and then the father spoke so you've got the son the father and spirit in again in this moment but the Holy Spirit is present again hovering listen to the language hovering in the beginning hovering here it's the same picture the same idea that you've got creation and then you've got recreation you've got creation which fell Holy Spirit present to create and then you've got Jesus coming back at the start of his ministry when he's about to just go and do all that we know that he did you've got the Holy Spirit hovering again why? because he wants to recreate restore, make new what was broken through the ministry and the life of Jesus now think of it, last one think of then in Acts 2 where they were waiting in the upper room for the Holy Spirit and then tongues of fire were above their heads it's the same picture because he's there present again to do something 
He's there present again to, to start to bring the same thing that Jesus started. He's there to go, I'm here to do something. I'm here, I'm here to reveal something. I'm here to recreate something, to restore something. Then that thing of like he's present and he's waiting to kind of continue that work of creation or recreation. To continue that idea of being, conf- as being conformed to the image of Christ. To continue that idea of restoration of everything around us. But he's looking for us to go, okay, you're there, aren't you? And I'm going to just turn my attention, give you my time, I'm going to knock on the door, I'm going to give you my lunch, I'm going to do this, that seed of that, that pause, just go, Holy Spirit, I know you're here to take away Jesus and make it known to me. I know you're waiting and hovering to do that. And I'm going to do what I can do to find it, to find it, to find you, to respond in me, to go, okay, you're there, I'm going to respond. The, the, my, my desire is, is to respond to you, to search for those things that you've hidden for me in the way I give my time and my energies and those kind of things. So I'm going to finish with this. I'd like us to do this together. So this is not made by me at all, but this is the prayer in Ephesians 1 that Paul prays for the church um, in Ephesus. Um, And most days um, I will pray this for myself, for the community, for my families, for all all that kind of stuff because for me it's one of the most wonderful prayers to pray and um, when I've got no idea what to pray it's also very helpful to have it um, but so it's Ephesians 1 and the only thing I've changed in here is I've just changed the the um, noun to be or the pronoun to be we as opposed to I or you okay that's all I've changed because um, then we can do it together so um, we're going to try and do this together anyway we'll see how this goes okay um but so um i'll start us off and we just want to read together so basically this is about this in a nutshell the phrase part way down i want to just do because it will mean more to us it don't start yet but it says we we pray that god our lord jesus christ the father of glory may give to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of our understanding being flooded with light so the whole idea of that is that that that's the same thing the holy spirit comes and gives us and illuminates our hearts and part of what we can do by praying this is we are that's part of us seeking isn't it it's part of us looking for that thing that's hidden it's, it's part of us with giving our lunch and responding and stuff so um yeah let, let's pray this again to finish off so after three one two three so we pray that the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory may give to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of our understanding being flooded with light, that we may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us believe, according to his working of his mighty power. So my encouragement to us in everything is to pray that, is to just, just knock, is to seek, is to find, is to look, is to give time. That the revealer, the Holy Spirit, wants to come and make known to us what is the Father's, what is the Son's, what is the Spirit's. He wants to make it known to us. And we can respond by giving that time, by turning our attention, by praise, worship, by Bible study, by, by reading, by just whatever it may be, and giving that time. So, Father, I do thank you that you're here. Jesus, I thank you that you're here. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're here. And Holy Spirit, I thank you that you take of what is the Father's and the Son's and you make it known to us you reveal it to us and i just pray with all of my heart that you would reveal 
that you'd revealed that you're present with us you'd reveal what you've called us to you revealed who we are who you are you just reveal everything that you want to make known to us in this week ahead in jesus name amen amen, amen. thank you very much